<clears throat> the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to warm up the vocals. This is a very special episode, the Christmas special. Stoke Code is sitting here by the fire as chestnuts roast over it while it's open. And uh, speaking of open, I have a nice ice cold beverage sitting right here next to me that's open. And I have a little uh, cigar packed up with a little Rob Van Dam Christmas special, if you know what I mean. Out Stoke Code is ready to set the mood right here. This is Our Wrestling Podcast, episode 36. What we want. For Christmas, professional wrestling, Christmas. What? What? Christmases for old Stone Cold Santa Claus? What? Stone Cold Santa Claus? So old Stone Cold is gonna boost the holiday spirit, ringing the holiday cheer. Old Stone Cold Steve Austin just gonna. He's just gonna set the tone here. Oh hell yeah, ring the bell, hear the shattered glass. When you do, it means it's gonna be your ass. Yeah! Oh, Stone Cold is gonna introduce the first segment. Allow me to introduce to you, Dave, the ginger snapper, the man with the shoey for Jess Birch, for that CM Punk bet. Dave, my ginger snapper, my gingerbread snapper man, take it away. And remember, ride my sleigh to Chick-fil-A to get a chicken sandwich. The best chicken sandwich. It pains me to say it because wrestling has been a big part of my life for three decades. It's something that I have a passion for. It's something that I love very, very much. But I can't continue to lie to myself. And I don't think it's right that I do that. I don't think it's right that I lie to you. I don't think it's right that you lie to yourself. We have to be completely and totally honest. At this moment in time, the whole state of the wrestling business is bad. In fact, just in general pro wrestling and in particular American pro wrestling absolutely sucks. It's true. And I think we all know it, whether or not we want to admit it or not. You know, we have to sit there and reconcile why we continue to watch it, even though we know what the truth is. But the simple fact of the matter is pro wrestling sucks today. And in my opinion, frankly, everybody at all stages and levels is to blame for the sad, sorry state of affairs that is the business of today. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave on Solo um, talking about our perspective of the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards, sharing opinions with you. And now on to my topic today, my Christmas list. 
for wrestling. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or you can just do the easy thing. Download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. Hey, guys, um, I'm giving my first shot at a solo round here because I, I got to tell you, there's a couple reasons. Some of them are personal. My kid's got a fever right now, and I got to stay up kind of late, and uh, I got nothing else to do uh, after I check on him but to try to record something a little bit different because I, I talked about this briefly, and my cohorts had to jump off anyway, but they said, you know what, we're all just going to agree, right? I'm not sure if we would. Um, that, that clip I just posted on you, I literally just searched on YouTube wrestling sucks and you can find thousands of posts of any men or women just in front of their computers, talking to a computer, not really attempting to give us a reason as to why everything sucks and everyone is to blame, but they don't want to say why, you know, and, and I have I have a I just have a couple of wishes I'd like to send out there. Um, you know, Jess has talked about this at, at great length. He's like, you know, anybody can get in front of a of a of a of a screen on a computer, and because it's video, and because it's the topic someone tends to agree with, you'll get twenty thousand subscribers and followers to that video based on hate. Um, I just I just I'm not I'm not about that. I will tell you when I don't like something. I will tell you when I think they should do something different. But I, I have a hard time agreeing with that, you know, the fact that all wrestling sucks. Um, there's been some great things that have come out of wrestling recently. And uh, if you just look at it in a pure fan standpoint, you just can't say blatant things like that. You know, when you want and, and this this particular gentleman said everyone is to blame. Guess what? So is he. Right. He's he's also to blame for that nostalgia that everything sucks. In, in this in this uh, this industry in this company in this you know any company you want to talk about he talked about all three of the major ones at the moment TNA WWE right Ring of Honor he talked about all of them at the time I know this one was a few years old it's got twenty thousand subscribers to it though based on a pure hatred of wrestling with no real reason no real attribute behind it um, I I just I can't swallow it guys so I, I want I want to talk to I want to talk to the actual um, the the people that everybody follows in the world, not directly to them. I want to talk about them. I want to talk about the Alvarez's of the world. I want to talk to you know um, you know PWIs of the world. I want to talk to Dave Meltzer's of the world, um, and and not because I, I know we, we've talked offline. You'll hear Jess and I and us fighting about jerseys all the time. We're going to have an episode on it really soon, I'm sure. But there, there's a nostalgia here that if it's not a certain type or if it's not your type, it sucks, right? Or it all sucks. Okay, well, are you really watching? Are you really seeing what's going on? Um, so I'll just bring it to my first Christmas wish right now. I, I wish that, number one, that that rhetoric would stop, that all wrestling sucks. If you, I, I know there's a lot of crap in between it, and guess what? When Austin was on top or Hogan was on top, there was a lot of shit there too. So if you go back and look at it, you're going to find some, wow, I actually watched that and I enjoyed that. What was I thinking? The problem is now is that you're spoiled. Okay? Just get over yourself. There is really good wrestling out there right now. You just need to watch it. You just need to find it. Um, If you want to watch great promos that are unscripted, go to AEW. You'll find it. Go to to, uh, Power. You know, go to 
NWA Power, you'll find it. You'll find great unscripted promos. Stuff that even if they flub it, they have to push through. Makes it more real. That's what you want. You can find it. Go get it. You can get there, right? If you want to see some of the greatest matches uh, you know, that you ever could possibly see, go watch New Japan Wrestling. Go watch TNA. Go watch the top of AEW if you want to see great storyline with that, right? It's there. You can find it. Sort it out. Stop stop being so lazy about it. Find good wrestling because guess what? There are aspects of great wrestling in this moment. I know it's not all tied to one particular federation, but you know what? It's out there. Stop it. Stop saying everything sucks because that's just that's a cop out. If you don't want to find something, then do your do your part. Stop watching it. They'll change it. But until then, I don't want to hear it. You know, I don't I don't want to hear that it all sucks and you want to complain about it every single week and you want to talk about attendance of the smaller federations every single week. Right? I, I don't I don't want to hear that because there is good wrestling out there right now if you just go and find it. Okay. Um uh, second wish. I I just I really wish that um the the dirt sheets would hold a little bit more accountability to themselves. I know Jess really hates me about this, but <laughs> I really feel, and I, I give this example, I didn't make it to air, but you know, there there's been, you know, some of our major contributors to, you know, watching professional wrestling, giving their opinions. They get paid to do that saying, I'm not watching this anymore. That's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for you to say as a professional, you're not going to watch this anymore. I know they can do that. They can just stop. And here's the thing. You're just contributing to that negativity that everything sucks when you do that because everything doesn't suck. Uh, there's a prime example where, you know, we saw Roman Reigns, you know, getting made fun of with his little puppy dog routine with, with Baron Corbin and having the doggy suit come out and someone saying, fuck this, I'm out. We all know who that was. But you know what? If you really were out, which I know you weren't because you did watch the matches and you gave your critiques, you saw some great wrestling that night. You saw some great wrestling later on with Kevin Owens, um, and and honestly, just just tearing the house down with with the likes of some of our some of our top heels at that moment. We saw some great matches. Um, please stop stop you know generating the narrative because you just want to make money off the negativity that's out there. That 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 would be my my second Christmas wish. Like just go out there and. And tell us what you think. Don't tell us you're going to stop watching. You're a professional. You have to watch it. We all know that you do. That That is your responsibility. That's all I'm saying. I know you have an opinion, and it's your choice to stop watching it. Um, but then stop asking us for money You know, to, to sort to your podcast if you're not going to watch something, which we know you're not. Right? You're just contributing to the narrative of negativity that everything sucks. Right? So, you know, as, as I go through it, you know, I really only have – one more thing I want to talk about um, when when it comes to wrestling. Let me just get to my notes here, and I know we can we can cut through this. So, um, you know, I I think at the end of the day, you know, my my real wish is, you know, for wrestling to ultimately just see itself for what it is, right? Um. I think everyone's clamoring for the next best thing. They're they're expecting to see this WCW WWE war that quite frankly you'll never see again. You'll never see that kind of backing of a company 
that would lose money for years before it made hundreds of millions of dollars that is WCW. Um, you'll never see a Ted Turner going, hey, I love these ratings. Let's back them. Let's continue to do that. So you'll never have that catalyst of two large corporations uh, going head-to-head against each other with a pocketbook that was just – it didn't have a bottom. You know, you'll never see that again. Um, so <laughs> when you start seeing people of of our professional stature, people that we look up to, people that we buy into and buy their podcast, just to talk about where the next big thing is, and they constantly report attendance for TNA and AEW, um, we're reporting you know a little less or a little more than 1.5 million viewers each week. And as most of you know, in the history of WCW versus WWE, we were some some weeks sharing up to 10 million viewers. And I know that's a split, but guess what? So was the 1.5 million of AEW and TNA. The funny thing is, is that, um, you know, people want to complain about certain aspects. And and this is this is my really my my final wish. Uh, AEW put out a little a little snippet, a little snicker at WWE a little bit saying, you know, hey, you know, we see you and we're making fun of you right now. And some people think it's fantastic. Some people think, oh, my God, I, this this is what WCW did. It was to their turmoil. Number one, you have to see the history of it. Uh, WCW mentioned WWF or WWE every single week. And that's what put them at top for 83 weeks. So stop it. If you want to see AEW really try to take on WWE, then maybe you need to see that. All right. My, the other side of that is maybe not yet. We don't know what AEW is right now. We know people want to complain about the wrestling in AEW, the women's division not being where it's at. Guess what? Um, WWE has a stranglehold on the women's division across the world right now. They've got the best women in the world. And quite frankly, most of the best men in the world, with the exception of a few over in New Japan and in AEW on top, right? So that talent is on a stranglehold. They need time to develop that talent. They've been around for less than a year. Give them some time. Give them a break. Like, you know, some people want to say that AEW is so much better than WWE. You know what else? That's not true either. We don't know what AEW is yet. Look at it on its face for what it is. If you're looking for something in particular, if you're looking for something when it comes to great promos on top, you'll find it with Jericho. You'll find it with Cody. You know, people want to complain that he's always talking about WWE, but guess what? WWE screwed him really hard, and that's where he's speaking from the heart. If you don't like that, then don't watch it. Stop complaining about it. Because guess what? Some people find that fantastic. Jericho brought up, you know, bad creative, and that's a stupid creative, and that's gone. And people lost their shit. They thought it was amazing. Guess what? Cody's trying to talk about the same stuff. Cody lived that. Jericho was able to buck it, but Cody lived it. He tried to work with it. He tried to make things work. Jericho was able to say, no, I'm doing this instead. And they said, okay. Cody didn't have that pool. Cody was like, um, you want me to be Stardust? Uh, I guess okay. You know, He lived that life. And that's going to be a part of his promos, whether you like it or not. If you don't like it, don't watch Cody. right? Don't, don't do it. Don't watch it. At, at the end of the day, I just wish that wrestling fans, wrestling promoters, people that make money off their opinions of professional wrestling would just look at it on its face and give us the goods and the bads. I know that the podcast of, of Meltzer and Alvarez really try to do that. I don't listen to it, but I, I've been told by the people they really do try to do that. All I'm saying is when you hang on every word of negativity, the wrestling will never have an ability to grow. 
people looked at WCW and said, well, yeah, they, they got something going. We didn't know how much trouble WCW was in financially. And, and then when it took off, that's when you started finding out about all the money they were throwing. The reality base set in. The minute there's any kind of inkling of a chink in the armor, we want to destroy it. And right now, people are trying to destroy AEW because of a few bad storylines and segments. Give them a break. Like, give them time to work it out. You know, I, I told a few friends this. The reason why NWA Power doesn't get that chink in the armor, which they, they kind of did with one comment, which was bad. That commentator no longer is allowed to do to, to any production on, on NWA, NWA Power because of that one comment. But the main thing about NWA Power that makes it so special is that you don't have time to bitch about it. They cut one promo. It's real. If they flub it, they got to work through it. Then they work it out in the ring, and guess what? They're on to the next promo. That's why nobody complains about NWA Power. And granted, it doesn't have the stranglehold that WWE does, and it, it, it doesn't compare to AEW even at this point. But that's why you can't complain because you got nothing to complain about. They they talk their business, then they take care of their business, then they move on to the next set of business. You don't have time. Maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. I don't know. What I, my point is is all this wraps around to the fact that if you want to find something to your liking, it's out there. You just got to look for it and, and and just stop stop complaining that everything is bad. It's not that bad. I mean, granted, it'll never be what it was before. But you can find a good amount of wrestling with what's available. In my opinion, there is more types of wrestling available right now. If you want good old-fashioned Matt wrestling and, and just great promos with no cuts and no redos, go watch Power on, on YouTube and give it a platform that it deserves to push into some kind of cable affiliate where they can actually have a weekly show. That's what they're trying to do. If you like it, support it. Subscribe to it. I do. I think it's great. And if my friends hadn't told me about it, I would have never known about it. It is pretty phenomenal stuff. If you want to see some of the old school guys on top giving great promos without script and delivering great matches, and you just got to deal with that stuff underneath right now, which, by the way, every every federation has crap underneath when somebody's hot on top. Austin, Austin was there. NW was there. Some of the stuff on bottom was really bad, right? And and then the cruiserweights develop. You know, I go on and on, but... When it comes down to it, there's always crap underneath, guys. So if you want to see some really good stuff on top and you want to see great promos, no scripting, they get to do what they want, they get to react to the crowd, they get to say what they want to say, go to AEW. And if you want to see some of the greatest matches top to bottom for the most part, I don't care where you're at, the match is going to be phenomenal. You are every after you're going to be glued to your seat every single time, regardless of store nine, which is still pretty good. Then 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 go watch NXT. It's I, I don't I don't understand the negativity. I don't understand the brutalization. We can come and we can nitpick storylines. We can armchair quarterback. I get saying that storyline is terrible. You know, um, you want to say Lana and Rusev are terrible. I get it. That's fine. That you can say that, um, and it's probably true. But guess what? Lana and Rusev haven't haven't been on TV for almost a year, and this is their chance. And I guarantee you, um, somebody will make something of it if they possibly can. And that's great, you know. Let let them try. Uh, we we can we can you know armchair quarterback it at the end of the day and say, oh, that wasn't that wasn't good. And maybe Kevin Owens is speaking for us on that right now, where he says, oh my God, nobody cares, nobody cares about your relationship. Stop it, you know. And that's where he gets his cheers, and Kevin Owens is getting his bump, you know. And maybe that's that maybe that's what it's set up for. Maybe that's where it's going. I don't know. Uh, all all I'm saying is, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. 
if you're complaining about certain aspects of wrestling that you don't like, if it's storylines, there are things where you don't have to watch storylines. There are better storylines than other shows. Um, my wish is that everybody just stop complaining and stop saying that everything is bad and just find what you like and don't, don't criticize the person that likes something else. You know, this is where I develop into the whole Joy Ryan segment. I know that people on my podcast can't stand, you know, the Joy Ryan and the dick flip mantra that, that he carries over there. But guess what? There are people out there that hate the other part of wrestling so much that it's so scripted that it's so dumb that they enjoy the fact that Joy Ryan makes fun of that. And that's okay. And, and it, it, people think it's phenomenal and it's funny. And Joy Ryan's probably making seven figures doing that all over the world, wrestling independence and going, you know, to places where you can wrestle on top flat platforms to do that. Um, I, I, you know what I say when someone has success like that? Good for them. Good for them. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. You know, if you don't want to pay for it, then don't pay for it. You know, and at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if you have a problem with um, with the pay-per-views on WWE, we complain about this all the time. Guess what? You don't have to watch those. But if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a true diehard wrestling fan at heart, there is no way that you can't pay for the network for 10 bucks a month. And I'm not trying to subscribe. I'm not trying to, you know, get sponsored from WWE or anything like that. But if you're a true wrestling fan and you want to see the greatest matches of all time, um, that library is worth 10 bucks a month. If you're an ECW guy, if you're a WCW guy, if you're an old school WWF guy, if you just want to see some of the greatest matches of the past 10 years, you can find them. They're all right there. I mean, with the exception of a few items, like New Japan's not on there, right? TNA's not on there yet. Give it time. <laughs> Ring of Honor's not on there yet. Give it time. All I'm saying is, if you want to see probably 80, 90% of the greatest matches ever, it's all at one particular app for you. And all you want to do is complain. And all you want to do is drop it. You want to get it free for one month and then drop it and then do it again when there's a certain pay-per-view that you want to see. You know what? You're, you're just contributing to the problem. Break out your pocketbook and bust out 10 bucks a month. Do yourself a favor. Be happy about wrestling again and be happy about wrestling in the past because all you're doing is creating anger for yourself that you don't need. You know There are things out there that you will really enjoy. You would love it. You just got to give yourself a chance. And that, that's that's my Christmas wish from the OWP. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing, download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave saying Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all those great things uh, that celebrate this time of year. Have a fantastic holiday. That was Dave's segment right there as far as what he wants for Christmas. Oh, don't get a little elegant here. He's got a little RVD on the strings, the violin. Merry Christmas, bro. As old Stoke Cold continues on the keys. Now to introduce the next segment of the broadcast. We're going to have Cuz bitching and moaning about his Christmas list and what he wants with professional wrestling. But uh, I think we're going to get a little elegant here. We're going to really, really raise the Christmas spirit again. Do a little sing-along, Rudolph the red nose reindeer had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw him you may say it glows cause Stone Cold 
said so. And I'm gonna get a beer for the next episode. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this episode. This is Cuz, and this is my solo segment on the uh, Christmas List episode, what I want for Christmas and professional wrestling episode. Well, this is my list. And, um, you know, I've, I have four things on my list. I, I have not, I've listened to Dave's, we listened to Dave's uh, raw file, because before we even came up with this, uh, this idea to do it like this way, to do three separate segments of ours into one episode, three separate lists, I should say, um, we were originally going to release the episode as Dave's solo episode. Dave was just going to do a solo of what I want for wrestling Christmas. And we were just going to do that. And then over the next few days of that, after that, I started thinking, well, what if we do three separate episodes? That way we can give everyone three separate episodes on Christmas week, on Christmas Eve, just have all three of them drop. But then I came up with another idea of having Stone Cone host the episode and narrating as he goes through each segment. So here we are. This is my segment. I haven't listened to Jess's. Jess did send us the file. Um, Of course, I'm going to listen to it once I put all this together. But I haven't listened to Jess's. I've listened to Dave's. Um, But none of this is going to be a response to anyone's list. You know, we're not doing that to respond to each other. This is just what each of us are hoping we can get for Christmas in professional wrestling. So without further ado, I'm going to start and I'm going to go down my list. So first on my list is I... I want professional wrestlers, not performance artists, not sports entertainers, not superstars, professional wrestlers. I would like to see more effort put into protecting the business. Now, we get it. It's nowhere near the same as it was in the 70s and 80s when, you know, when people, when the fans believed that professional wrestling was legit, like not scripted, not predetermined. Uh, the professional wrestlers protected the business in that sense, in that they didn't let you see behind the curtain. They didn't let you, you know, it's not like today when when they go on, you know, road trips together and they all get to go on social media and take selfies together and and show off that, you know, heels and baby faces and worst enemies are hanging out, having a great time because they're best friends behind the behind the curtain, you know, a lot different times now from from back then. But come on, man, like why? Why am I supposed to care then? Why why do I care about professional wrestling if you're not going to have me suspend my, you know, my disbelief for for a few minutes, you know? Make me make me believe again that this is professional wrestling that that, you know, while I I'm always going to know it's scripted and predetermined, but but make me forget. Like make me believe and make me forget that it's a scripted product. You know, I can't stand it when I see, like, um, for example, uh, it, it's happened in Impact and AEW. It happens on all promotions. Um, but you see, you know, two two wrestlers that are feuding, and then all of a sudden they're, like, tweeting at each other and, you know, oh, hey, bestie, and this and that. Or um, just, like, recently, the uh, whole debacle with the um, AEW Dynamite, the, the Dark Order at the end, jumping all the baby faces in the ring. And there's that one camera shot of uh, one of the members of the Dark Order on top of Dusty Rhodes, uh, not even pun- not even making it look like he's punching Dusty Rhodes. He's punching the mat, and it's clear you can see it as clear as day that he's hitting the mat and not Dusty Rhodes in the face. Which, of course, they're not really hitting each other to begin with. Of course, we know this, but there's a way to do it. There's a there's a way where pro wrestlers they can make you think 
that they're hitting someone in the face. But then that's not even the thing, right? Because that happens all over. That happens in WWE. You see, like, someone goes for a boot to face and clearly didn't even hit the guy in the face. Clearly didn't even touch the guy, and the guy still bumps like he just got hit with a boot to face. But then when you go out of your way, like, now, I don't know too much about the Dark Order. Uh, I know they're supposed to be members of the uh, the Super Smash Brothers or whatever they were on the Independence. Um, and I know there's a lot of other wrestlers underneath the masks that... I, I for what I know they haven't been revealed yet, but one of the re- the wrestler that was on top of of uh, Dusty Rhodes, if this is legit, it looks like it was an Eric Cannon. Uh, that's his name on Twitter, A R I K, and it seems like he's confessing, being the one under the mask, being the uh, the guy that was horribly, horrendously not making it look like he's hitting Dusty Rhodes in the face, hitting the mat right next to Dusty Rhodes' face. Totally way off target uh, with even making it look like he's legitimately hitting him in the face. But he takes the Twitter and he retweets the video and says something along the lines like, hey guys, you know, that was me. Sorry, uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes was uh, uh, busted open already. I was doing everything I could to protect him, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't want to know that. I don't want to, once again, you're just taken away from what professional wrestling is supposed to be. It's supposed to be emulation, the emulation of a combat sport. Now, I get it. If it was UFC, you're not going to see, like, a bunch of masked men invade and, and attack, you know, both guys standing in the cage after a fight. You're not going to see that uh, in a real sport. Of course not. But, man, I'm supposed to believe that this, this heelish group is, is taking over, man. Like, they're, they're ruthless. They're, they're violent. They're, they're, they're going to take over and, and take out whoever by any means necessary. But then you get one of the guys say, sorry, guys, uh, you know, uh, I made it look really bad because I was trying to protect, protect the guy that I'm supposed to beat and beating the crap out of. I don't want to see that. Uh, or, or Jordan Grace when she goes on and, uh, are we still talking about who fake fights the best and, and this is performance art? And it's like, no, guys, like, that's not what professional wrestling is. That's not professional wrestling. That's that's sports entertainment. That's that is sports entertainment. That's that's fake. That's fake. Obviously, professional wrestling is scripted. I've already said this several times. But don't do that. Like, don't break the fourth wall. Like, let, let's protect it still. Let's protect it again because that made it more interesting. When you weren't sure, when you weren't sure what was scripted, what was not scripted, what was real, what wasn't, that makes it more exciting. That makes it more interesting. That makes people want to tune in more. If you have good storylines and you suspend everyone's disbelief, disbelieving that it's real, if you suspend that for a second, and you make me think it's real, you make me feel again. Make me feel again, and that's actually the next thing on my list as well. I want to feel from pro wrestling again. I want to feel nervous. Like when when two, when two one of my favorite wrestlers is going up against the other, the rival, you know, the one that everyone else favorites, the, the two top dogs in the game. When, when they're going at it, I want to be nervous thinking like, shit, my guy might lose. My guy might lose. My guy's a champ and he might lose. That's how I felt with uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock. I always wanted Stone Cold to win at WrestleMania against The Rock. But you were nervous because you're like, The Rock's so good. The Rock's really good. The Rock could win. Now, of course, Stone Cold beat him uh, their first two encounters at WrestleMania and then Rock got him again. But there, there was something special about that. It made you feel that way. It made you feel. You picked a side, and you were like, oh, shoot. You were nervous. It was kind of like, it, it reminds me of like when you were watching UFC. UFC, we all know, is not predetermined. That's legit MMA fighting. Two guys are going to go in. They're going to battle out to see who's the best of the two, and you're going to have part of the fans liking one guy and the other half of the fans liking the other guy. I, and I remember this. like Chuck Liddell, that was my favorite UFC fighter. 
back in the day. You know, he was a stone cold of UFC. And I remember anytime he got in the octagon, I was like nervous, man. Like, because anything could happen. This motherfucking getting, he's been knocking people out, but he can get knocked out right now. When he fought Randy Couture the first time and, and Randy Couture destroyed him at his striking game. And then when they had the rematch and then the rubber match, both of those, I was way nervous for those ones because I'm like, oh shit, Randy just, <laughs> Randy destroyed Chuck in their first fight. He, it could happen again. And then Chuck fucking knocked him out the second time. And then they go at it again, the rubber match, and I'm nervous again. I'm like, oh, it could happen because they're so good. And the story that was told, the striker, the young up-and-coming striker that's been dominating the light heavyweight division, first, first match against the, uh, the, the, the battle-tested veteran who's trying to see if he still has what it takes to go, and he knocks out Chuck in the first fight, and then they're going at it again, and, it, and now it's a different story. Now Chuck knocks him out, now Chuck has the belt, and now it's the third rubber match. Let's see who's going to one-up the other. You know, simple storytelling, even though they didn't mean it like in the professional wrestling context of, uh, context of storytelling. But it made you feel. It made you believe. So that's, that's what I mean. Uh, you know what? I got to say it. AEW, they did it a few times at Double or Nothing. So they made me kind of forget. They made me suspend my disbelief. When, when uh, I got, I believe, so I went to watch AEW Double or Nothing at a friend's house. I got there. At the end of the gimmick battle royal, which, oh my god, that's that's another topic coming up next. Uh, but it was Kenny Omega versus Pac, a.k.a. Adrian Neville, the bastard. And I remember when they were coming out to the ring, when they were doing the intros, and I saw the win-loss record flash up. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. That, that, that gave it more of a legit feel. It gave, it gave me a different feeling for it. It gave me like, wow, this... This is, uh, this is, I like this approach. This is more sports oriented, not sports entertainment. It's sports oriented. It's, it's more of a, a emulation of a sport. It's like MMA, watch MMA. You see the guy come out and he has his win loss records flashed down below his name. So I was like, that's cool. That, that right there made me feel a little bit like, wow, this is serious. And then they're both in the ring and I'm like, this is really serious. This is, this, this has a, a big fight feel to it and it's making me feel. And then the ref stops the match after they have a great match in the ring and Pac submits Kenny Omega. The refs stopped the match, and that made me forget again. I'm like, holy shit, because I'm thinking Kenny Omega's going to win. Kenny Omega's going to win. And then that happens. I'm like, what the fuck? Whoa. I was surprised. I was happy because I do like Neville. But it made me forget. It made me suspend my disbelief of pro wrestling. So great job there. But that's what I'm talking about. We need more moments like that. I don't want to see... I don't want to, like, and then I understand it happens. You know, you're going to get that camera angle where it shows the guy's not hitting the other guy. Uh, like I was talking about protecting the business um, and not coming out and just saying, like, hey, guys, that was me. Sorry that I made it look bad, but I was just trying to protect my friend. Like, don't tell me that. Protect the business and make me feel again. Make all of us feel again. All professional, re- any hardcore, diehard professional wrestling fan that's been a fan of wrestling for a long time will tell you that they want that type of feel when they watch professional wrestling. That's what they want to feel going in. That's how I want to feel every time I'm going into a pay-per-view, whether it's WWE or AEW or whoever's pay-per-view I'm watching. So you guys, you know, that, that's, that's two of the things on my list so far. Um, uh, it's all similar, you know, protect the business and, and, and make me feel again. Protecting the business means you're upholding that, you know, this is an emulation of a sport. What? This is not fake. What are you talking about? You know, you can't see behind the curtain. No, no. And then making me feel from that. And then I did mention, you know, the win-loss records gave me a more of a sports-oriented feel versus sports entertainment. 
And that's the third thing on my list. I want it to be more sports oriented oriented versus sports entertainment. WWE, you know, Vince, Vince, Vince got us on that one, man. Like Vince, you know, we all know he moved away from the professional wrestling term because he wanted to avoid all the, you know, the uh, the sanctions and regulations of being in an actual sport. So he called it sports entertainment to, to avoid all that. But, you know, you could still be sports entertainment and respect and appreciate the sports side of it. And you can also promote it that way. You can still promote it the way New Japan Pro Wrestling does. Uh, Ring of Honor. Even though I know Ring of Honor is, is you know, it, it, everyone every promotion has its characters that's all sports entertainment and, you know, gimmicky and, and funny or silly or whatever. But the way WWE does it, man, it's just like, do, do I really care to see a dog, a co- someone dressed in a, in a dog costume on, on screen or, or dog food being smeared all over Roman Reigns or a stupid love triangle, divorce, marriage crap going on between Lana, Rusev, and Lashley, like, be more sports-oriented. If it was more sports-oriented, they wouldn't be involved in some marriage uh, divorce angle. It would be Lana and Rusev going on a tear through WWE. Obviously, uh, Rusev, but with Lana by his side, and Lashley, the big other, the other alpha on the roster, and it's two big bulls going at it. Not because they're fighting over Lana, but... Who's the baddest? Who's the biggest? Who's the baddest motherfucker of the two? Because they're both badass dudes. And, and it, it just it breaks my heart knowing that Lashley came from Impact. Impact of all places. Who treated him right. Who treated him like WWE treats Brock Lesnar and Impact treated Lashley the same way. And then he comes to WWE. And I just remember being at the Swamp. It's a bar in Louisiana, New Orleans. Uh, we went to New Orleans for uh, our honeymoon last year. My wife and I. We went for WrestleMania. Um, and we watched Raw and SmackDown at this bar called the Swamp all wrestling themed out, you know, for WrestleMania weekend. And I remember being in that bar. There was a lot of people there. And when Lashley returned to WWE on that Raw after WrestleMania, that whole place went crazy. Everyone, like, I jumped. I was so surprised. I was like, I did not hear about Lashley coming to WWE right now. And everyone in the bar, it, like the, it sounded like you were at a, a small indie show. Like, the freaking place went wild and crazy for Lashley. And now I'm like, and here we are, you know, almost two years later. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why, if you guys just focus more on the sports, not the entertainment crap, <clears throat> Lashley and Rusev, th- those could be your contenders for Brock Lesnar, you know? How, how is anyone going to take anybody serious if, if only Lesnar and a, and a hand select few are being treated serious? And then the rest of the, the roster, you have them buried in sports entertainment crap, as Vince would say, crap, ah, sports entertainment, pal. These are, we make movies. Well, no one wants your movies, Vince. Nobody wants your movies. People still respect and appreciate the sports side of it. And it's the same thing with AEW. They claim to be an alternative alternative to WWE, and they're not. They're exactly the same. The only thing, like I said, they did those few things, those few things that I mentioned earlier that made me forget and that made me suspend my disbelief and made me feel again. The, the stuff with the, the win-loss records and, uh, you know, just giving it that sports presentation but then they kind of they they go back to the sports entertainment stuff they have dumb gimmick battle royals like wwe would uh in the hardcore match at double or nothing the triple threat hardcore match you had biscuits being thrown out biscuits we give new day shit because the pan i hate the pancake thing i get it it's over with the fans with the the you know the general fan or, or the casual fan i should say uh people that don't know better about professional wrestling but 
AEW does the same thing, man. They come out with biscuits and they're using it in a hardcore match. Throw him a pan of biscuits. Biscuits, food. They're using that in their hardcore match. I see gimmick battle royals. Uh, uh, they have the same stupid gimmicks, you know, librarian, this, that. They, they, they do the same thing at WWE. They're not an alternative to WWE. They're not. They're the same exact same thing. Like, I know I said same twice, but God damn it. They're the same thing as WWE. They might be more edgier. They get away with a little more. They have a little creative freedom, but that's about it. There's nothing different from what's going on on WWE main roster television. You want to know what's real pro wrestling or what's more of a, more of a correlation with an actual emulation of a sport? NXT, NWA. Those two promotions, and, and I understand both of them have their cartooning gimmicks as well, but they, it, it just feels more of a focus. Like There's more of a focus on sports, on the sports side, on the competition in the ring than there is a focus on the entertainment part of it when you watch NXT and NWA Power. And that's what we need. We need that again for fans to take it serious. If, if I'm not going to take pro wrestling serious, then why do I watch it? If, if you're a fan of, of magic and magicians, why, why would you care to spend money to go watch a magician show if you already know the trick before he does it? If, you, if he like told you, if he did it like a, a, a behind-the-scenes video on YouTube, a little, little documentary, and he shows you everything that he's doing. He shows you practicing with his magic tricks, the magic tricks that he's going to perform on stage. Why would you care? Because that, get, that gets rid of that whole illusion. That's, that gets rid of that, uh, you know, now you don't believe it anymore. Now you really don't believe it. You can't suspend that, that disbelief anymore because you just saw behind the curtain and they showed you everything. So that's, that's my list. I, you know, I know it's probably a lot of rambling, whatever. Um, we do this a lot off topic or off camera or off, <laughs> off mic, I should say, and we, we text each other. We, a lot of the stuff that we're doing on our Christmas list, we do, we do gripe on it in text, whether we're going at it against each other, where, whether two people agree with the stuff on this list and the other person disagrees, or vice versa. You know, We do talk about this a lot. And that's my Christmas list. That's what I want in professional wrestling. Protect the business again. Um, I want actual competition to WWE, like I said, AEW. That, it was a short one, but it was a short... Uh, segment of the list of mine but the la- how i ended it right there about AEW not being competition being actual competition to wwe i want that i want i want someone to be an actual competition i don't want it to be wwe's own third brand being the actual competition of their main roster we need other promotions out there AEW is the one that has that opportunity because they have money behind it they have big money back in it so come on be an alternative be like nxt if you're going to copy wwe's product copy nxt don't copy WWE Raw and SmackDown. Because then you're just going to fall in the same trap. And everyone knows the only person that can get away with doing all that sports entertainment crap is Vince. WCW tried it. They failed. Every other promotion has tried. Just mentioned it on the ECW. The only, the only promotion that made the claim of being an alternative to Vince and actually did it was ECW. No one else before or after has done it. Impact Wrestling to be an alternative they're doing the same crap sports entertainer crap anyone that has a shot that actually gets a tv deal they do the same thing that wwe does and i think it's i mean like jess also said you can't blame them for wanting a piece of that pie because obviously that's what's working right but it's not going to work if you're another company that's on tv while vince is also on tv doing the same thing it's not going to work so that's my christmas list protect the business Make us feel again as professional wrestling fans. Be more sports-oriented versus sports entertainment. And provide actual competition to WWE. Light that fire under their ass 
to force them to change. Because if Vince, Vince is going to see everyone crying about WWE, saying, oh, screw this sports entertainment crap. It's a bunch of crap. We like pro wrestling, man. Yeah, we like pro wrestling. AEW is what it's all about. And Vince is like, oh, they're, they're doing the same thing as me. Uh, what's so different? Uh, I guess I got to up the ante on my stupid gimmicks. Uh, uh, what else? What else is everyone like? Yeah, man. Screw pro, re- screw sports entertainment, WWE crap, man. It's all about Joey Ryan dick flips and everything. That's pro wrestling. If you don't like that, then you don't like the evolution of pro wrestling. You don't like the progress of professional wrestling, even though I'm bitching about the same thing that WWE is doing and then praising another promotion for doing the same exact thing. But still, and then Vince is going to see that. He's going to see people bashing WWE for what they do. But then the alternative, quote, unquote, the alternative to everyone is the same thing that Vince is doing. So he's going to keep doing the same thing with Raw and SmackDown. And he's never going to change because he's going to think everyone likes sports entertainment crap. If you're praising Joey Ryan dick flips and, and dumb decisions in AEW like gimmick battle royals and, and girls puking down someone's throat and sticking tampons down other wrestlers' throat and consider that pro wrestling and all this crap that you complain about WWE for doing, it's not going to change. It's going to stay the same. And we're not going to get pro wrestling back to what it was. Not back to the Attitude Era, but to actually being good, being focused on professional wrestling. The greatest era, honestly, for me, as pro wrestling goes, with in-ring work, is the Ruthless Aggression Era. The greatest era when it comes to in-ring work in WWE. So you want that. You want that back. And NXT is the only thing, the closest thing to it. NWA Power, closest thing to it. You're not getting it from Raw or SmackDown or AEW. And that's what I want. That's what he, that's, I think that's what a lot of pro wrestling fans want, is they want the sport to be taken serious again so the sport can reach new heights, heights like it did back in the day. The same heights that it reached during the Attitude Era, but not relying on Attitude Era crap product. That makes sense. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my segment. Probably not, but, you know, it's all good. We, we all have our opinions. We all have our views. And this was mine. So... Until the next episode of Our Wrestling Podcast, join us on Our Wrestling Channel on YouTube at Our Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud and follow us on Instagram at OWP2019. We're also on Twitter at podcast underscore our. Find us on Twitter. Tweet your questions. What episodes would you like to see? What topics would you like to see covered? I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, about time, kid. Jesus fucking Christ. Good God. Oh, sorry. It's his birthday. Not uh, not because. Jesus' birthday. Well, it will be the day after this episode's released. And, uh, you know, uh, cuz, you better, uh, you know, you better lighten up there, kid. If you want any, uh, presents on Jesus' birthday, um, uh, you sure as hell ain't getting those birthday gifts. I mean, if you think that the fans want pro wrestling, they don't, kid. Not... That's why you're having this gripe in the first place. Ain't nobody want pro wrestling no more, son. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people claim they do, but they don't because they want dick flipping and tampon swallowing and puking in the mouths and, and well, if you don't like that, then you don't like wrestling progression. According to those idiots out there. But, uh, you know, because, uh, I'm with you. Stone Cold loves pro wrestling, but it's not going to happen. 
And uh, let me sing a little song here. Shut the fuck up. You ain't getting pro wrestling. Just more dick flipping from Joey Ryan. More vomit and tampon swallowing. Wrestling is dead. Force Entertainment lives. You can thank that jackass Vince. Next is Jess Christmas list. Suck all cookins, beer can penis. Welcome everybody to Jess's Christmas wish list. As part of the R Wrestling Podcast Christmas special, hosted by air quotes Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, real quick, before I dive into it, because I don't have a lot of time. This is just going to be like a, a three-item Christmas wish list I have. And I'm, I'm talking to, you know, the wrestling fans out there. And then I'm, I'm going to specifically point some of you out. And if it hurts your feelers that I do it, I don't care. So I'm going to go into my list. My first thing on my Christmas wish list for the holiday season of 2019 slash 2020 New Year is the first thing. I would like for people wrestling fans, to aim your anger and frustration towards the proper people or groups. What does that mean, Jess? Well, it's easy for you to attack the quote-unquote dirt sheets like the Wrestling Observer or Pro Wrestling Insider or the Wrestling Torch. It's very easy for you to focus on them and say, you know, they're everything that's wrong with wrestling. They, you know, leak information out or they say they have inside sources. They report it. It's not even right most of the time, damn it. Or just like the real news and real media, just a bunch of liars, just a bunch of fabricators. Okay, I accept that. That's fine. I don't. I don't run a dirt sheet. I don't care to run one. Um, I do listen. I do subscribe to one of them. I do listen to their audio because I like ratings and attendance numbers and business figures. That that makes me excited. So I like that. So that's why I do it. That's why I get the Wrestling Observer because I like that stuff. Part of that package is, yes, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, they host radio shows or, or podcasts, whatever you want to call them, and they do give their opinion because that's their opinion part of their website. So, yes, their stuff is going to be laced with their opinion. But, see, my problem is is I'm not frustrated with them. Even, even if I disagree with everything they say, I'm not frustrated with them, right? Because it's easy to pick on them because they put their stuff out there and they have thousands and thousands of followers. So, of course, you know, even people who hate them are going to subscribe to them to get information. It's like you want to use them for their information, but then you want to say you hate them out of the other side of your mouth. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, I digress. So imagine this, right? Imagine that if you woke up every morning and you, your daily routine, right? You wake up in the morning, you, you shower, you go to work, or you have a conversation with your significant other or family member, you go to work and then you, you know, converse with, you know, employees and stuff and vendors throughout the day. And then you come home, whatever you make phone calls, you do email. Imagine if you had a person that followed you around every day of your life from the time you woke up to the time that you went to sleep at night. And they wrote notes on every conversation you had with loved ones, coworkers, whatever, bosses, vendors 
vendors, other business people, whatever. Any email you sent, they took notes on. Any phone call you had, they took notes on. Any random conversation you had with someone while you were pumping gas, they recorded or, or, or wrote down, right? And then at the end of every day, they gave you a sheet. And they're like, you know, you're a hypocrite. You're kind of hurting people, Jess, because at 10 a.m. you said this about this subject, and then at 4 p.m. about that same subject, you said this. You know, they don't add up, Jess. What's going on? I don't know if I can trust you. If you had every day, if someone did that, you would just be furious after a while. You'd be like, Mike, you listen, sometimes I say stuff to one person and I say something to another because it's, you know, each one is part of the business that I run or that I work for, but I got to tell this person, that person to motivate them and this and that. Yeah. If you sit there and write down what I say, every single word and try to rip it out of context. Sure. You can make me whatever you want to make me. That's what people do to the wrestling observers and those sites is they subscribe to them and then they listen to their audio shows. And then here's the people that I want you to direct your anger at. Are you ready? The people who try to run a second, third or fourth rate news, NEWZ site. Those people, like the ones that just have the news sites on Facebook for you or the news sites on Twitter, not people like Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez or Dave Scherer who have their own Twitter handles. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the the Russell Zones. Yes, that is an actual news site. And I don't know the people personally that run that site, but I'm using that as an example because they all they do is post stuff they get from the Wrestling Observer or Pro Wrestling Insider because they subscribe to their... Um, sites they listen to their audios and then they rip comments from dave Meltzer, brian alvarez dave Shear, mike johnson and then they make up a news post uh according to dave uh you know sharer at pro wrestling insider ray mysterio noticeably frustrated yesterday at uh tv tapings you know or whatever whatever they post and they post it that's not even a direct quote or a direct post from the pro wrestling insider they just listen to dave Sharer's daily audio and they ripped it from that because dave sharer might have had an opinion on that and may have heard that from someone or may have just formed his own opinion that to me, it looked like Rey Mysterio was frustrated yesterday after Raw's taping. Well, then that person who runs the NEWZ site is going to be like, wow, Dave Scherer just said that Rey Mysterio was annoyed after last night's Raw taping. And that's not what Dave Scherer just said. Dave Scherer, he said, it feels to me, I feel that Rey Mysterio was upset. He didn't say that he knew for a fact that Rey Mysterio was upset. And that's not even a news uh, thing that broke. Rey Mysterio is not upset as far as I know. I hope he's not uh, you know, not upset anybody because that's no way to live. But um, but that's what I'm saying. Then you have these second and third rate sites reporting it. Like Dave Scherer said that. Dave Meltzer said that. Brian Alvarez said that. No, he didn't. He said he felt this, that, and this. It looks to me that so-and-so was frustrated. It looked to me that when that person botched that spot, his opponent grew frustrated with him. Looks to me is different than I know for a fact that when so-and-so botched that spot, so-and-so was pissed at him. That's there's two. Those are two different things, but it doesn't matter to the second, third, and fourth rate news sites. Those are the ones you should be mad at. Those are the people you should be pissed at. Those are the people that are steering people in the wrong direction and are kind of hurting pro wrestling. It's not the wrestling observers. It's not the pro wrestling insiders or the torches or anything like that. It's these ones that rip them off. They take second or third or fourth hand information. They polish it up and then they post it like it's their own. And what they do is they incriminate. They put all the onus on Dave Scherer or Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer or Mike Johnson by saying, according to Mike Johnson at pro wrestling insider, blah, 
blah, blah, blah, blah, blah. When that's not really what Mike Johnson said. He was just riffing on something on a podcast like we do or riffing on something on his uh, daily, uh, you know, report that he puts out, his daily blog. Um, you know, th- there's a huge difference in that. So aim your anger at the right people. It's you copycat shits that claim that you love the industry and that you're wrestling fans. You go and you rip the other guys off, the wrestling observers, the pro wrestling insiders, blah, blah, blah. And then you try to pass it off on your own. And then you guys give them a bad name because you put Dave Meltzer reported or Brian Alvarez reported. That's not fair or true. So if you want to bash people, you want to don't bash those guys. You you don't have to subscribe to the Wrestling Observer. Please don't if you don't like them, right? You don't have to follow Brian Alvarez or Dave Shear or Mike Johnson or any of the Wade Keller, any of those guys, their Twitter handles or their Instagram accounts or their Facebook accounts. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. And if you don't want some of your friends that you have on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, if you don't want to see, well, if my friend, even if I don't follow them, Jess, if one of my friends likes a post from Brian Alvarez, I'm going to see that they liked it on my feed. Cool. You could still be friends with that person, but you could also unfollow them so that way their posts will not populate your newsfeed. But see, you don't want to do that. No, no, no. You don't want to do that. You want something to be mad at because you're really mad at the wrestling product. And that leads me to my second thing. So my first thing is please direct your anger and your frustration at the proper sources. It's easy to blame the wrestling observers and all those guys. It's easy to blame them. But trust me, they're not the ones. They were around in the 80s. They were around in the 90s when wrestling sucked. They were around in the late 90s and early 2000s when the wrestling war redefined everything. And they were around in the mid-2000s when wrestling started to get soft again. And they're around now. They've been doing the same thing ever since. The only thing that's changed in the last 10 years, like, dramatically, is the impact of social media on our lives. So these, there's more of these copycats out there that can copy them, say that Dave Meltzer said so, and then post it as that. And we all believe that when Dave Meltzer never said that, or he clearly stated, in my opinion, blah, 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 blah. But of course, people leave out the, in my opinion. So that's just my two cents on that. Aim your frustration and anger at the right people or groups, okay? Number two, Google it. If you don't know something, Google it. Fact check before you post a comment or a post. Everyone has a goddamn computer in their pocket. You couldn't say that 20 years ago or 15 years ago. You you couldn't. So now everyone can be their own little reporter or they can be their own little, well, I'm going to post this as fact. Don't. Google it, guys. That's my second wish, is Google stuff before you open your mouth, before you act like you're a wrestling fan. Google it. Google it. Real quick point. I follow someone on Instagram. They didn't like the fact that the NWO and Dave Batista are getting put in the Hall of Fame this year. That's fine. That's their opinion. They put something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, oh, God, how many more times are they going to put guys in twice before they put really deserving people in, like the Bulldog and so-and-so? And that is a very good point. And Dave, and, and then they went on to say, and Dave Batista, he's not even retired yet, and they're putting him in. Okay, that's where I have a problem. So on your little Instagram account, whether you have 50 people or you have 5,000 people that are following you. You just said that Dave Batista. one of your problems with them putting Dave Batista in the Hall of Fame is because he's not retired yet. Yes, he is. He publicly retired by putting it on his own social media after WrestleMania this year when he fought Triple H. He put to something to the effect of, I'm done. That was my last match. I just wanted one more hurrah. I'm done. Thank you very much. He's been on radio shows since then saying, yes, I am a retired wrestler. I retired after I fought Triple H. I'm done. I'm done. So for the fact that this guy can put this on his Instagram 
and he disagrees with it, and that's fine. You could say Batista doesn't have the merit to be put in the Hall of Fame. I disagree with that personally, but that is your opinion, and I respect that. That would be a valid argument or a debate you could have with someone. But to say, and he's not even retired yet with confidence. So I commented to the guy. I said, hey, just want to let you know, maybe you might want to edit this or change it. Um, Batista did retire publicly. Oh, you know what? And he responded back to me 10 minutes later. Yeah, a couple people have pointed that out to me, and then I went and looked it up. And yeah, he did retire. He never changed the post. You can go and edit it and take that comment out if you want to. But that's how lazy and uninformed some of you are. My God, Google it, people. Google is your friend. And my third wish list, this is what I want from the wrestling fan. Research content, it's everywhere. You can get a network for $9.99 a month and watch every single pay-per-view WWF has ever done, WCW, ECW. You can watch every Saturday night's main event. All of the Monday Night Wars, all of them, Thursday Night Thunder, Saturday Night's main event, WCW Saturday Night, a couple years, um, you did, Bill Watts UWF, um, you can watch WWWF, they have some of that stuff on there, you can watch anything you want from the past for the most part, and that's just one source, that doesn't count if you get like another streaming app, uh, Impact streaming app, you can watch every Impact ever, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you can watch everything from New Japan if you get that, I'm not saying go and spend all the money, but just you have so many different avenues of education that you could take, and you take none of them, some of you I'm talking to, not all of you, you take none of them, you just barely read shit and then you're like well that must be the way it is or you form your own opinion because you watch a wwe produced documentary on something where they have revisionist history um and and they change stuff because they won the war they're the only ones left standing so they can make things you know dinner for three we'll have three people from a particular subject or a particular period and they just tell you their truth not the full truth research when i was a kid I drove from city to city to city to go to different mom and pop video stores in the hopes that I would find an NWA video I hadn't seen yet, or a Bill Watts UWF, or a WWF Coliseum Home Video that I just hadn't seen yet, or I would drive to different video stores. I tape traded uh, New Japan uh, tapes. I I got Texas uh, uh, Japanese deathmatch tapes. I saw a lot of McFoley stuff from there. Um, I just I did all of it because I was a huge fan, and that's what I wanted to do. So I went and I chased the knowledge. I chased it. I didn't have a computer in my pocket like you do now. So please, please honor my three wishes this year. That's all I want. Aim your anger and frustration towards the proper people and groups. Number two, Google it. And number three research your content it's everywhere you can watch hours and hours of wrestling for a small price meanwhile i was i don't even remember how much each and, and i was always late turning in my video so i'd have to pay late fees so i was playing like you know probably five bucks per video like honestly and i rented hundreds and hundreds of videos over my time so please i don't want to be long-winded i gotta go but please honor my three things okay just just do it and have a merry christmas and just just stop fucking around i don't know it sounded like you're about See to cry at the end right there you know, you said you couldn't, you didn't want to stay on long. You didn't want to get winded or anything. You couldn't have left sooner. I mean, goddamn, kid. But I appreciate the list. I, I, I've heard uh, what all three hosts have, have asked for. Old Stoke Cold Santa Claus, and uh, you know, we're gonna see what we can do. I'm gonna talk to Vince, this jackass who's actually over here on base. Vince, what? Yeah, jackass. A lot of this is directed at you, what? you piece of Why trash. Oh, uh, you gotta fix your product. What are you, what anyways, are you talking about? Uh, I think we're gonna take away, kids. I think, I think this is Shut it. Shut up, Rob. I think this is it. Let's do this, bro. Let's ready. And this shit. We're gonna take it away. You're right. Let's Come do on. it. I'm tired of this shit. All you bitching and moaning about me. Let's go. Come on. 
So I'm ready, bro. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Shit, we're, we're horrible. We wish Just like a Merry Christmas. In a happy new year. What? Rob? You can't say that. Sorry, bro. I really did. I took some of the Christmas tree. You have any more left? I'm down. Merry Christmas, everyone, and have a happy new year. Because oh, Stoko, Steve Austin said so. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Anybody offended by that? Merry Christmas. I'm not going to say happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. What? What? Merry Christmas, everybody. From Oak Stoke Code and now Wrestling Podcast.